everybody, and welcome to another episode of the View Level Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gellerman. Today is Monday, March 11th, and daylight savings time is a thing, and it's, it sucks. No, well, that sucks. It's just weird. It's like 6 o'clock today, and it was still light out, and didn't know what was going on. I just kind of got lost in Netflix, as I usually do on a nice Sunday, but yeah, being it, it's going to take some time to dress, and always does, but... It's weird. We'll get to more kind of daylight saving times as we have a shower thought later on in the show. But yeah, something that little weird. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of sports happening. A lot of things happening over the weekend. Uh, let's get into the first big one. Obviously, Tony Brown traded from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Oakland Raiders. John Gruden gets his star player. Derek Carr is not a star. Let's just get that out of the way. Derek Starr's boo boo. Don't like him. Uh, but Antonio Brown gets his wish, trade to the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders trade only a third and a fifth round draft pick to the Steelers. Steelers also eating like $21 million or something from Antonio Brown's contract. Antonio Brown did re-up his contract with the Raiders. It's 30 mil guaranteed now, which I think makes him one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. But it's a good trade for the Raiders. Very good trade for the Raiders. Only giving up a third and a fifth. Um... I think they're now kind of getting an understanding of what John Gruden brings to the table. They also know they're they're going to Vegas. They want to go to Vegas with the bang. What's a bigger bang than getting Antonio Brown, who's known off the field, big personality, puts up stats consistently. I think that's a big splash they needed to make. Now, a lot of this is contingent, for me at least, of how, is this a good trade if the Raiders can do stuff in free agency they draft well because Gruden didn't really have a good draft last year but if they can do stuff to kind of build this team around Antonio Brown now which I'm pretty sure they want to try to do as they go into the Vegas and their new stadium then this could come out going be well a lot of people have doubts about this trade a lot of people aren't sold on this trade think it's a dumb trade Raiders were stupid to trade for Antonio Brown that thought process could be said about any team that trades for Antonio Brown. Then why why just the Raiders? The Raiders are the team that ends up with him. I think it's a personally, it's a good move for the Raiders. The Raiders, yes, they're a very dysfunctional franchise. There's not really anything. They don't really show shines of progression, but this is the start of something. This could be start of the foundation to get them there. A lot of people say, oh, it's a bad trade. Why is it a bad trade? They gave a third and a fifth round draft pick. They're paying one of the best receivers in the game. Yes, he's 31 years old. But he hasn't shown signs of slowing down. The only thing that we can maybe figure out and why it's going to be that is Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not the same quarterback as Big Ben. Everyone knows that. Like I said, Derek Carr is Punani. He's I'm not I'm big Punani Derek Carr truther right here. I'll, I I kind of lead the the fan club of that one. Um, so that could be maybe why the numbers might be a little bit different. But it's Antonio freaking Brown. If you have the chance to trade him, anyone would want to trade him. Just because it's the Raiders and they have a dysfunctional franchise, it's a bad trade? No, and I think a lot of people saying Antonio Brown quit on his team in the Steelers, and that's what makes him kind of the way he is. Why people aren't a big fan of Antonio Brown, they say he's quit on the team. Well, yes, he had that big confrontation with Big Ben. Obviously, him and Big Ben haven't been on the same page for a while now. I think that's fairly obvious. But every single Sunday, Antonio Brown was out there making plays and coming to his team. Now, he was hurt with the Steelers that last week 17 that's what Tomlin said I mean he was he had to go get an MRI the team made him get an MRI but people saying that he could have played I I think a lot of it is the fact that Tomlin didn't want him to play because of the confrontation 
Antonio Brown would have played. What would have happened if they make the playoffs? What were they going to do? They're not going to play Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was ready to play. You can't say he quit on the team when the coach is the one kind of making sure that he's not going to play because of what the confrontation was. That's just, he didn't quit on the team. Yes, it's not timely to have the confrontation and ask for a trade right then and there. But you can't tell me that if Antonio Brown doesn't go on the field and play that game, that he's not going to try his best to try to make the playoffs, despite what he wants. Antonio Brown is a competitor. He's one of the hardest working guys in the NFL. You just think he's not going to go out on the field and play as hard as he can, especially in a big-time game where there are playoff implications. Tired excuse. Tired excuse of Antonio Brown quitting on his team. Hate that. Yes, let's go back to the Raiders' dysfunctional franchise. I mean, we know what they're going to get. Like I said, for what they gave a third and fifth, could be good. Like I said, the production might not be as good because of Derek Carr, but I, I think I'm going to say this. Right now, good trade on the surface. We have to wait and see, like I said, how they're going to go in the next couple years. But anytime you get a chance to get Antonio Brown, hell, if the Vikings had the chance to get Antonio Brown, I would want them. If the Vikings made that trade, is that a bad trade for the Vikings? Just because it's the Raiders, people are going to say it's a bad trade. It's a good trade. Give time for judgment. You can't judge something that happens right now. That's like when someone gets drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. You can't sit here and say he's going to be a bust. You have to see them play out. Let's see how Antonio Brown plays out. Yes, he can do his full diva thing and go do that again. But he also can put up numbers, be super happy, has his money now, playing for John Gruden, who he respects. He's been super active on social media about how excited he is. Fresh start. I think Antonio Brown is still going to have a big year. I still do think he gets 1,000 yards. Derek Carr has shown at times, even though, like I said, he's not that good, has shown at times that he can throw the ball over the field. Now you get Antonio Brown. Maybe you start building a few things, get that offensive line squared up, find a running back. Hey, what about signing Le'Veon Bell? Could you imagine if the Raiders signed Le'Veon Bell? Is that a bad signing, too, for the Raiders, all you Raiders haters? I'm not a Raiders fan. I just think you can't serve judgment based off one thing. If the Raiders... I'm serving my judgment. I'm waiting for my judgment based on what they're going to do in the draft, free agency, like I said, in the first two years. Then we could see if that's a bad trade. But right now, you can't say just because it's the Raiders. You can be rival haters of the team. That's fine. But you have to, it's Antonio Brown. You're going to say that, that about any team that got Antonio Brown? Hold your judgment. Hold your judgment. It's too early. I'm excited to see what Antonio Brown does. But again, if you want to join the Derek Carr Boo Boo Poo Poo Punani Club. Text me. Leave a comment. We can make a whole Facebook group and everything because I'm leading that. Meetings to be determined. We'll find a place to have the meetings. But yeah, Antonio Brown traded to the Raiders. I'm excited to see that. Free agency in the NFL is going crazy. The Chiefs released Justin Houston. Didn't want to pay him his $15 million. So I think he's going to have a lot of people, a lot of suitors. He may not get that $15 million that he's asking for, but there's some team that's going to pay him roughly close. I could see going 14 to 16. Personally, I'd say 14 is a good number for Justin Houston. Um, Eric Weddle signed with the Rams, got cut by the Ravens, and he was contemplating retirement, but ends up with the NFC champions. The Rams also just re-signed Dante Fowler. That's a big move, so the Rams showing up, showing up their defense a little bit. I like the moves they're making. A lot of trades going going on in the NFL. A lot of offensive linemen. Uh, Olivier Vernon got traded to the Browns. Uh, that's I mean the Browns. You gotta you gotta respect you 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 see what you have with Baker, and he has a good year. Now you have something to build upon. That's what I'm saying. You gotta see what happens with Antonio Brown year one. He could be a revelation for the Raiders, and they could be something better. 
and then they could start building around. It's exactly what the Browns are doing with Baker's Mayfield. Now putting some talented guys around him. Heck, they may be in the, the market for Le'Veon Bell, too. So, interesting to see that free agency starts, I believe, I believe in two days. Wednesday, March 13th is when the news year comes around. That's when trades can be official. Joe Flacco can be traded to the, the Broncos. Case Keenan can be traded to the Redskins. So, it's going to be interesting seeing there. Free agency is going to be fun. I just feel like there's a lot of loaded... It's a loaded class for free agency. And I think there's going to be a lot of movement and a lot of surprise signings. Um, as a Vikings fan, we only have $4 million in cap space. But we're probably going to maybe cut some big guys and not re-sign some big guys. So that's what a lot of teams are focusing on right now is kind of how they're going to restructure that cap space. Trading people, restructuring contracts, cutting people. We've seen a lot of surprise cuts. So wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple more in the coming week. Um, but NFL free agency, this could be this could be a fun time. This NFL free agency. Let's transition to college basketball. Biggest game over the weekend was North Carolina versus Duke. North Carolina sweeps Duke in the regular season. They get the second seed in the ACC tournament. My takeaways from that game: Kobe White is a legit scorer. Shoots lights out from beyond the three-point line. Has a good job. Can beat guys off dribble as well, and also has probably the best hair in the entire nation. Kobe White, nice afro there. Um, North Carolina, I, I wasn't sold on North Carolina all season, but after watching this game, it shows how well they can shoot the ball and how much of a wagon that they can be if they're just everything's clicking. And they're playing really good defense, and that's a big thing, especially if you're going up against Duke. So North Carolina surprised me. I really like North Carolina. I still think Virginia is the best team in that conference. And I know people are going to say, Duke, Duke beat Virginia twice already. Hey, it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. So if they meet up, Zion's coming back. If they meet up in the ACC tournament, I don't know. It could be, it could be seeing, it could be, a, it could be a different story. And I just feel like Duke strikes me as this team, similar to the Kentucky team a couple years ago, that went undefeated all season and lost in the Final Four. Duke feels like a team that there's so much going for them that they should win the tournament. With Zion on their team, they should win the tournament. But it just feels like it's one of those seasons where something's going to happen in the Sweet 16, Elite 8, or the Final Four where they just, something doesn't go right right, and they lose. And I, I feel that's going to be the thing that takes Duke away from winning the national championship. So that's my take on that. Um, Duke's pretty boo-boo without Zion. I mean, R.J. Barrett didn't look good forcing shots. I mean, kind of predicting what he was going to do with the ball at times. Cam Reddish looked really good, though. He's Cam Reddish is a great shooter, but the way he can elevate his game is a little bit is kind of really cutting in, making beating guys off dribbles. And not Sometimes he has a, a tendency to just kind of spot up on the three-point line. He's very active. A uh, comparison that I've been hearing is kind of Paul George. Yeah, he's a very Paul George-ish player. Sneaky, explosive sometimes, obviously a good scorer beat guys off the dribble so I had Cam Reddish as that third best player on the team this, the beginning of this year but I'm starting to see some some changing in that team and I think I would have Cam Reddish um be the second best player behind Zion with RJ Barrett being third and then you got Trey Jones who's pretty much is just his brother um uh, a little less better of a shooter but Duke's gonna be interesting um Zion there's a video of Zion walking off the court after they lost to North Carolina fuming just looks super pissed and saying, we'll see him next week in the ACC tournament. So Zion really embracing the one-year commitment to this UNC-Duke rivalry. One of the best rivalries in college basketball, if not the best. So it's always fun to see college college athletes kind of buy into these rivalries. 
kind of really see what the tradition and the history is. So there's nothing better than Duke, North Carolina. Interesting to see if they play each other in the ACC tournament. They can meet each other in the semifinals, and it looks that way. So I still think either team's losing to Virginia in the ACC final, if the, the Cavaliers make that make that final. Let's move on to the Big 12. Texas Tech is winning the Big 12. They'll share that honor with the Kansas State Wildcats. Let's talk a little bit about those two teams right now. Texas Tech, in my opinion, you've, I've... You've heard me say before on this podcast, I think they're a dark horse to win it all. I honestly think they're really good. Jarrett Culver is one of the best players that I've seen all year. Pretty much took over that game against Iowa State in Ames, where Texas Tech won by seven, which it's very hard to win at Ames, especially later on in the season. Iowa State's a pretty good team at home. But Jarrett Culver, very tall, lanky guy, could shoot it from three, but he was beating guys off the dribble, posting up on the block. He was looking very, very good, and I think he's... It was an easy. He could be the the Big Twelve Player of the Year. Um, he might have competition from Dean Wade from Kansas State. Kansas State's the other team that have they're they're both on a share of winning the pack or the Big Twelve. Excuse me. Um, Dean Wade's going to be questionable for the Big Twelve tourney, but Kansas State's one of those teams. They always very gritty. Bruce Weber is a coach that always really hits home on the defense. Kansas State plays really good defense, and they also have scores. Um, so those two teams, they they can make deep runs into the NCAA tournament this year. I still think Texas Tech's a better team. I still think Texas Tech is going to win the Big 12 tournament. And it's also a nice reminder that with Texas Tech and Big and Kansas State winning the Big 12, that the University of Kansas, the Kansas Jayhawks, still suck. Big suck this year. Uh, big suck. Not a big fan of them at all. Um, so don't really – I could see them losing – They depending on where they get matched up, where they're ranked in the, in the tournament – I could see them going and bowing out early. So something to keep an eye on with them. Um, Texas Tech, though, is my team. Dark Horse, if you're looking for a dark horse, get some money bets on there. Look for Texas Tech. Uh, let's head to the SEC. Biggest story out of the SEC so far in the past week has been LSU coach Will Wade suspended indefinitely for not cooperating with an FBI pro from 2017. Uh, there was a wiretapping. not sure specifics of what he got caught saying or what it was in reference, but he is on tape saying, man, that's like a hell of an offer um, about something. That could be anything. Um, but the fact that he's not cooperating, suspended it definitely, but his team comes around and wins the SEC. Go 26-5, and 16-2. Skyler Mays, they, Skyler Mays is one hell of a player. He could be SEC player of the year this year. Um you got Nas Reed. Nas Reed missed the Vanderbilt game, but he's another player. Those two are really good. I'm not sold on LSU. Um, I think they've played, yes, they've won 26 games, only lost five, but when I'm thinking of a big team that couldn't make can make a big run, I don't envision LSU. They have the athleticism and they have the athletic players, but I just don't think as a whole they strike me as a team that when they get put up against a Texas Tech, against North Carolina, against a Virginia, that they really have enough answers and consistent play to kind of break those teams down. Heck, throw Kansas State into that round and Gonzaga. So I like LSU. Uh, they're the they're the class of the SEC. Kentucky's very interesting. Tennessee, Tennessee lost again. Uh, to Auburn. Auburn's one of those teams that you can find themselves. If they have a good matchup and they get hot, they're a pretty good team and very athletic that they can make a run. But LSU wins the SEC. Tennessee, they're struggling. Admiral Schofield, he's struggling as well. But it's not the time not the time you want to be struggling. But everything can change if they can get some momentum in the SEC tournament and bring that into, bring that into the tournament. Um, 
My number one seeds right now, I got to go Gonzaga, Virginia, Duke. I'll go Duke, North Carolina. I said ACC gets three number one seeds. That's a big question right now with college basketball. Who's going to get the number one seeds? I Like I said, Virginia, Gonzaga, Duke, North Carolina. Um, interesting to see what regions those. I think Gonzaga, if Gonzaga wins out and wins the West Coast tournament, then they're going to be the number one overall seed. And then whoever wins the ACC tournament, probably going to get the number two overall seed. Um, and then it's all it's a crapshoot from there. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, keep an eye out on Texas Tech for sneaking in a number one. If if a North Carolina or Duke gets upset early in the in the ACC tournament, Texas Tech can sneak their way in there, or Kentucky even can sneak their way, or even LSU can sneak their way in there. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm very excited about SEC tournaments, ACC tournaments, Big 12, just all conference tournaments. Um, again, I'll be in Vegas for the first week of March Madness. We will have a podcast there, a special podcast to release either Saturday, probably Saturday, with some special guests on that as well. Just kind of real discussion about the NCAA tournament. No real analysis, no real analysts, just kind of guys giving perspective of what it is that March Madness brings, especially we're going to be in Vegas. So having that aspect of the gambling aspect that we'll break down too. So keep out a look on for that for next week. We'll also have update on when they announced the, the brackets. They announced Selection Sunday is the 17th. So really looking forward to NCAA tournament, March Madness. It's one of the most stressful, chaotic, fun things out there. And it's just, it's just so much fun to watch. And we also can't wait for the one shiny moment video before we get that uh before we head into some segments a rod got engaged to j-lo um nice ring good for you a rod they've been dating for a couple years not the big story though the big story the development story jose canseco says he tweeted out that a rod's been cheating on j-lo with his ex-wife jose canseco's ex-wife and then i think he challenged a rod to an mma match which i think that's pretty on brand for jose canseco just to kind of throw these big, wild accusations and then immediately follow it up with an MMA match. Um, hey, that I mean, I wonder what the odds are. Jose Canseco with steroids, without steroids? I haven't seen a picture of him in a while, so I'm not sure how big he is right now. But, I mean, you got my attention, A-Rod and Jose Canseco. Um, you got my attention on the potential MMA match. I'm, I, might be, I might be looking for that. Depending on the numbers of the pay-per-view, we'll see. We'll see. I'm interested to say that, but congrats to A-Rod and J-Lo. Congrats to Jose Canseco on his tweet about A-Rod cheating. Um, congrats to everybody if we get that MMA match. I mean, that's going to be something to watch. All right, let's head into some segments. Um, shower thought, like I th- talked about a little bit in the beginning about daylight saving time. The shower thought is about daylight saving time. So how much better would spring the clock forward be for daylight savings time? It's if instead on Sunday morning it did it on Friday at four o'clock, so it springs to five o'clock and everyone just can get the hell out of work. That would be that's ideal. We should stop doing it on Sunday. No one wants to wake up on a Sunday and be like, ah oh, man, we spring the clock forward. Everybody wants to spring the clock forward to get out of work as fast as they can, especially on a Friday, to get the weekend. You know how much better it would be? There's no law. There's no rules. Like, daylight saving time is just something that people made up. So why not just change it to Friday? I mean, I don't know if it just made up, but in my mind, it makes no sense. But let's just move it to Friday then. If we're going to have it, 
We're going to have it on Sunday. Just move it to Friday. Get it from 4 to 5 o'clock and everyone can leave. I think more people would look forward to daylight saving time just for that specific time. Happy hours around the world, around the world, around the country would go crazy. I mean, I'm saying 5 o'clock West Coast time. I don't, East Coasters, you'll, you'll deal with whatever happens. You'll just, you'll find a way. You'll always get mad about something. You'll feel about it. All right, we got Dumb or Stupid. Uh, a report today, a lady jumped a barrier at an Arizona zoo to get a better picture of a jaguar. Gets immediately mauled by the jaguar. Uh, non-life-threatening injuries. Um, but, yeah. Are you dumb? Are you are you st- stupid? Why? I mean, their barriers are there for a reason. These animals are very, very dangerous. Don't jump the barrier to get a better picture. What did you think was going to happen? I mean... Thoughts that she's get better. It's glad to hear that they're not life-threatening injuries. But there's a video of you could see her skin just ripped. Just like, what are you expecting is going to happen? It's a jaguar. There's a video of the jaguar just ripping and killing an alligator the other day. And that's why you want to get closer and take a picture from? I understand if it's like a penguin. But it's a freaking jaguar. It's a pretty, it's, it's pretty dumb. Be smarter. Be smarter. Don't be dumb. Don't be stupid. Um, before we end, one more uh, new show alert. The show I started watching called Letterkenny. It is honestly one of the funniest shows I think I've seen in a long, long time. Um, it's about this town in Canada called Letterkenny. Uh, it's like filled with hicks, skids, Christians, and hockey players. That's what they said. And it is absolutely 100% hilarious. Some of the best comebacks I've ever heard. Completely dry humor. I watched, it's only six seasons, I think six episodes in season one. I'm just starting season two, but that's something that if you are looking for a new show on Hulu and Netflix, watch Letterkenny. If you like that kind of humor, it is absolutely hilarious and something that I am just dying every time I watch it. So Letterkenny, the new show, something you got to watch. Um, that's all the time we're going to have today. As always, I'm Justin Gillerman. You can follow me on Twitter at JKGill3. You can follow me on Instagram at Justin Gillerman. You can follow our Twitter at LevelView and then the View Level Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you like, subscribe, listen, comment, leave us a review, leave me a review, tell your friends to listen, follow us on Instagram everywhere, please. Be very much appreciated. Like I said, once we get the 10 episode link, I think we're going to start having some guests on. So let's have, let's, let's, come on guys, let's build this, let's have some fun. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.